Hey, Pathway family, I hope you had an incredible Christmas. And this is Simulcast Sunday, so I'm here with um, our pastoral team. And um, we're obviously doing church online today, and we wanted to do something different. I think something that was in my heart at, as we kind of come to the end of the year, one of our elders said the other day in staff prayer, he's like, you know, the, the finish line then becomes the starting line. And, and that's kind of how a new year feels. It's like we're coming to the end of one, but we're about to begin something else. And I thought it would be really helpful and maybe not even helpful, but I, I think encouraging. I think it'd be encouraging for us to talk about some of the great things God has done. Obviously, 2020 was a rough year. 2021 had its moments. Um, and I know if you're a part of our family, we we had wins and we had losses and we had victories. And, and, and at times we felt like we were experiencing defeats. But in all of it, God has been so faithful. And so as we were just talking as a pastoral team, we were talking about some of the stories and testimonies of the year and just the faithfulness of God and what God has done. Um, because I do believe that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, as the book of Revelation said, that what God has done, his faithfulness that we have seen, prophesies his faithfulness that we will see. And the fact that God has brought us this far is is the testimony and proof that God has places to take us and God has good and he has set a table before us. And so uh, we're going to get started. But Pastor Jessica, I thought you would kick us off with like some things you were sharing with us about yeah. some testimonies and kids and babies and all those things. And Yeah. So in Pathway Kids, I felt like this year was like a rebuilding year, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, coming off of 2020. But it's been amazing to watch our families get reengaged. Yeah. And I feel like we're reengaged on a different level this yeah. time as well. We In 2020, we didn't get to do the Super Summer Nights thing, and then we had it, wow. you know, this year. But then it was completely different. We had live worship. Our kids were engaged in right. it. We saw so many salvations come out of yeah. it, and our serve team come together. We had the largest serve team wow. we've ever had at Super That's Summer Nights. really good. And just so many people that were, so many kids and adults that were changed through that event. But it's as you know, we've been in a baby boom, yeah. <laughs> you know, as well at Pathway. And just thinking about when I walk by that nursery, I sit there and look at babies mm -hmm. and I remember words that have been spoken over those parents, you know, promises fulfilled right. when I look at those families, when I look at those babies as they're coming into church. I know of a couple right now in our church, they were told that they could never have children. Right. And she's about 14 weeks yeah. pregnant, sent me a sonogram picture. The baby was so looking cool. at her is what it looked like. It's <laughs> so cool. And so I'm just so excited about what God is doing. And then um, a few weeks ago, we had baby dedication mm -hmm. Sunday. And during the 9 a.m., I couldn't even make it through <laughs> the, what I was supposed to say for baby dedication because we had Kate and Levi standing right. up there. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, gosh, right here is the goodness mm -hmm. of God. Yeah. This is prayers answered, yeah. a church that's come together yeah. to pray for this moment mm -hmm. right here, a miracle right. right here before our eyes. And I don't really think anybody minded me breaking down because everybody understood. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. This is a miracle right here that we're getting to watch firsthand, yeah. to be on the front row yeah. to watch yeah. that. I had, the, I had the same thought so when, cool. when um, I guess it was a couple weeks ago, 
uh, she had Levi in the office, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and he was making the little baby sounds. Yes. And yes. I, I just thought, wow, you know, when you can, I think when you can um, physically see and touch mm-hmm. and hear mm-hmm. a miracle, you know, yes. and there were two miracles right there. And obviously Kate being there, but also with her having Levi in the office. Yeah. And uh, it just, I, I think it speaks to you just, it's undeniable that, okay, God, God, the great physician, God has actually done an incredible work. And, um, and you said something about seeing our families re-engage. And I, I, you know, I just think, I know we all feel this way, but, um, to me, that's been a great thing to see. I think in our culture, you know, a lot of people got out of the habit of church and, And, and it's kind of funny because the Bible actually, Paul, one of the versions in Hebrews is don't get out of the habit of assembling together. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we live and die sometimes by habits, but watching our families come back. And as you said, I, I think a lot of our families and a lot of our serve team have come back with a greater sense of purpose. Sometimes, you know, when things are, when we lose things, they become more valuable. Mm-hmm. And like all of a sudden not having church and not being able to serve and not being able to step, maybe lean fully into purpose because you know, it's the three P's that the reason the Bible tells us to engage together or to assemble together is, you know, power, purpose and people that that when we assemble together, that's we see the power of God in a different way. Yeah. And when we assemble together, we get to be around the people of God, which according to Ephesians four and, you know, uh First Peter four ten, it changes us and we grow, yeah. um, and then we step into purpose. Like there, there is the purpose of the body of Christ that are you know we're we're member we're we're members of a body. We're not body parts. Yeah, and it's been so great to see people lean into purpose. Yeah. Um, and it was so great. Like when you're talking about uh, uh, Kate and and Levi, I think and and Pastor Mark, you probably want to speak to this, but I think. I definitely think God did the work, mm-hmm. but there is something to be said about prayer. Yeah, absolutely. And the culture of prayer that we've seen mm-hmm. at our church. And I know, you know, a lot of that, Pastor Mark, you've been behind and and um, help organize. And and so I don't know what, what you might want to share along that. But prayer, like prayer, it really changes things. Mm-hmm. Like prayer matters. Yeah, so when you kind of gave us our homework to think about, you know, <laughs> what are some of the things that stand out right. about this year? Um, you know, I, I gave a lot of thought to it, and the, the thing that impacted me the most, and I feel like impacted so much of our church family, mm-hmm. was Kate's story. Yeah. And if you're not a, a pathway <clears throat> diehard, you know, Kate Jones is our, you know, worship music coordinator. Right. And uh, also one of our worship leaders. Right. And, uh, and so, you know, big part of our family that her and, you know, her whole crew. But, um, but just to kind of add a little, you know, texture to that, I was, I was looking back over my text messages from her brother that texted me the day mm-hmm. that she was airlifted yeah. to yeah. Medical City. And I, I remember I was speaking that weekend. So I'd been at the church at 9 a.m. prayer. I'd gone back to my office. I was studying. I got the message. Um, and I did ask Kate for permission to share some of this. And so she right. she gave me all the all the OKs. <laughs> but uh, I went to her office and I closed the door and just started really just weeping and praying. And you and I had talked shortly mm-hmm. after that, or maybe right before I went into the office, actually. Mm-hmm. And we coordinated prayer that day yeah. to invite everybody to the church to begin praying. And so 
we we took that and while that journey was difficult right. uh, because it had lots of ups and downs and all arounds and it was emotionally you know something that our entire church family really walked yeah. through yeah. with yeah. with the Jones family yeah. and their extended family um when you look at what came out of it i was going to say almost what exactly what you said you saw unity in our church mm-hmm. family you saw a rallying mm-hmm. to spiritual warfare uh, the first time I got to see Kate after we got out of the woods mm-hmm. at Medical City and I, I sat in front of her for the first time mm-hmm. um, and the gravity of it hit and we got to see Levi mm-hmm. on the, the baby monitor and right. I, the pictures that started coming and all those things and the reality of the miracles sitting there. Yeah. Um, and I asked her, you know, what how have you been processing this? And she said she told me she said, Mark. Um, whispering at this point, <laughs> but she said, um, looking at how hard this was and all the things that were connected to it and knowing now what I've seen happen in my own heart, mm-hmm. um, what God's opened up in me spiritually, he's been getting given these songs to write mm-hmm. and things mm-hmm. and things that he's done in our family a miracle in our family. He said, she said, I would go back and do it again. Wow. And I think for me, that moment will forever stand out. Mm-hmm. But when you look at it within the picture and the framework of our pathway church family, mm-hmm. um, that in a way served as this unifying moment mm-hmm. um, in spiritual warfare and in relationship mm-hmm. where it's taken us to another level. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And now we're seeing so much fruit. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we've got the testimony list that's forming. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, know? absolutely. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's, well, you know, when, as you were talking, what I was thinking about, you know, you just think about, um, you think about how the enemy comes to kill, still and destroy mm-hmm. and then how God works everything for good. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, when when I was out on sabbatical, you had a conversation with a great friend of ours, Eric Love, mm-hmm. and God really did something in your heart. And you came back and got with the pastors and you all started putting together a different kind of prayer strategy with the elders and that kind of thing. Um, which, you know, and you, you're like, Hey, here's what we're doing. Like, this is fantastic. And, and then we kind of came to this season, at the beginning of this year where prayer shifted again and it became more offensive. And we got this word like about it being more offensive than defensive. And so we, we were faithful to prayer and we were praying like, God, we got to have, like, we want to see a, and you know, sometimes with the word revival, it can have mixed emotions. If you like, I don't, maybe it's probably just me guys, probably just me, <laughs> but, uh, but I, I've heard a lot of things called revival that, that. Yeah, we're probably pizza. And, um, and, uh, you know, they're just, you know, we all have to deal with our stuff and I have to deal with my stuff yeah. too. But, but generally the heart of that word is we just want to see God move in a way we've never seen God move. Yeah. Like the pow- like, like the book of Acts, power of God. If God hasn't changed, we want to take him at his word. We want to have faith and expectation. Yeah. And we just started going offensively with prayer and, and putting a focus on prayer. And especially as we came through the summer, yeah. Into the fall. Remember, God had spoken to us about having 21 days of prayer to kick off the fall. Mm-hmm. And we'd never done that before. You know, we always have our 21 days of prayer to, to start the new year, but never mm-hmm. in the fall. But but it, it became clear really to all of us, to our elders, that now we have got to have prayer. And I even said, hey, prayer is the most important thing we do. Like mm-hmm. nine o'clock on Saturday, or now we have, you know, noon prayer times and, and Saturday prayer times. But that, like, this is where we have to focus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just think about how that really became the lifeline, not only of our church going back into 2020, mm-hmm. but 
even this story of Kate and Levi, because we had people who had been conditioned to prayer, who believed in prayer, who were ready to be rallied, you know, that said, no, we're ready to pray. And so when it came time to call people to pray, people showed up at the church that day. Remember, because it's talking to you and you're like, yeah, we had however many people it was, but there's a lot of people that showed up at the church randomly just, hey, we need you to come to the church and pray. And they showed up because they had that heart for prayer and, and you start building a culture of prayer. But then I thought about how all of that, then God's working together for good because he's teaching us to pray, teaches culture pray, prayer. Then we then we see you know what Kate walks through and we experience this miracle. But then it leads up to what you were talking about yeah. at our birthday because I you know I felt like and you know and, and I'll set it up, Colin. Then I just want you to give your perspective. But um, in the summer when I was out, remember I came back and I said, guys, I feel like God's speaking to me. He wants to relaunch our church, mm-hmm. and everybody's like, yeah, this we feel confirmation mm-hmm. with this. Okay, so we decided to go offsite and um, and to the to the Spring Hill School, mm-hmm. and um, and I never forget, like you know, we start we had that Saturday night experience for our serve team. We had 150. Talk about yeah. reengaging, mm-hmm. 150 serve team members. Um, and we're going to do a worship experience for them so they don't miss anything. Mm-hmm. And I remember we're sitting in, at, we, worship starts on Saturday and there were technical glitches, you know, not so much with our team, but you know, it was, there were, there were, there were glitches, you know, anytime you do something like that, it's not smooth. It's, you know, but, um, but I remember worship started and I remember it was the driest spiritual feeling. Yeah. I, it, uh, it felt like rehearsal just continued. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it wasn't the team. Like yeah. the team was amazing. It was the same people, yeah. you know, and I know the, the heart of our worship team and all that, but it did like, so, so you just take from that point. So we started worship and I just remember thinking, I have, I have led us into failure. <laughs> this is what yeah. I'm doing. I'm, literally on the, I'm, I'm saying, having the same thoughts. <laughs> and I'm like, God, I missed you. I don't know how I missed you, but I felt like you spoke this and now we're here yeah. and you're not. <laughs> yeah. like, like we're here, but you're not. So you, you but even like the Sunday before birthday, mm-hmm. I remember like kind of how we do sometimes hang out in the green room afterwards, kind of debrief. Right. And I asked you like, Hey, you know, what do you, what do you feel about birthday? You're like, man, I keep thinking about that word that we got at Quiznos about fall falls in the fall. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I was like, man, now that's a word. Pastor Morgan, I got at Quiznos like a year or two, probably a year before the church even started. Yeah. So that's what he's referencing. But yeah. yeah. So, and it's like every fall, like since I heard about the word, it's felt like, there was something significant, something was going to happen in the fall. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't just a one-time word, you know? And you said that, I was like, man, I'm thinking the same thing. I was looking at my calendar the other day, you know, saw fall starts on September 22nd, 22nd. which mm-hmm. was actually the launch day of the church. Well, the yeah, church, well, the, here's the thing on the September 22nd, the launch day of the church was um, the 13th, September 13th. Okay. But the prophecy, there was a prophecy about, well, Fall Falls and Fall is actually a prophecy that came at a church. There was a Quiznos prophecy. Oh, too. okay, okay. But I guess to correct all that, you remember all that. But, yeah. um, but it, in the prophecy, it was Fall, Falls, and Fall, and that's September the 22nd. Well, Fall is not always September the 22nd. Right. And I have, and that word came 14, 15 years ago, like a long time yeah. ago. And I've always wondered what's going to fall in the fall yeah. <laughs> on September the 22nd. Yeah. But I always felt like it's something. 
right. you know, and and then because the guy that was sharing this word did not know me, called me to the front. Can I pray for you? And he said, spring springs forth and like a stall fed calf, you're going to spring out. And I remember that's how he almost rhymed. But he said fall, falls and fall, September 22nd. So that that was what we were talking about. Yeah. So we go into the weekend with this expectation of like, maybe, like, maybe this is it. Yeah, maybe so. And then we kick off and it's like, <laughs> there was pretty sure it's not it. it. <laughs> <laughs> we but just like, wanted anything yeah, to fall. Yeah. Yeah. First two songs. Man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to your point, like we start and I'm like, man, I think I'm like, pretty sure rehearsal was like more anointed than what's happening right now. And it's like, what? And I remember looking down at you and you've got this face that you have when you're thinking about like, all right, God, what is going on? I'm like, all right, Pastor Marty's just as confused as I am right now. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then you came up, I think we, we made it into God a revival right. and you came up and gave a word and really encouraged the people and went back in. And it was just like, it changed. Yeah. And you know, it's like, there was such a shift and I know, you hear worship people talk about shifting in the atmosphere. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? But it was just, it was so pronounced. Yeah, the whole room changed. It, like, yeah. it was so pronounced. So, and that happened. And then, uh, which really led up to the ministry time that we had, yeah. you know, at the very end mm -hmm. of the, the surf team, so, or uh, the surf team service for birthday. Yeah. And it was just... I think that was really the highlight of my year, like seeing God just refill and just reignite the fire in our people. Yeah. And then, so we end Saturday and it's like, okay, we thought we lost, but we won. But we won. You know? <laughs> um, and, uh, but then it was like, well, how's this going to carry over into Sunday? Yeah. And it carried over into Sunday. Mm -hmm. But then I remember after that Sunday planning the set for the next Sunday and just being so conflicted and just not knowing like God, like it feels like something changed, not yeah. just Saturday. And so like there was something that shifted that's going to continue. Yeah. 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 And like, what, what is this next Sunday supposed to look like? Yeah. And, uh, I remember starting cause we started the next Sunday with have my heart. Yeah. And, like once we started to hold, it was just, yeah. it was different. And in that moment, it was so clear that what shifted at birthday, like that was like a door that opened mm -hmm. and it's going to stay open. Yeah. So then it's like this every other, you know, every weekend since then it's like, yeah. all right, God, what do you want to do now? Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And his presence has been so, so tangible and, really thinking of like even the healings that we're seeing and God's presence just being so, so thick and so present every Sunday. Yeah. It's been so cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it, and it's, it's really hard. Like you said, cause in, in church, churches and all, like we have this, like, Oh, what, shift and yeah, is a good atmosphere. Uh, you know, we use yeah. those words, but I remember sitting in that, um, are standing there and you're right. I was confused because like I said, I'm like, God, I have led us into the desert, you know, well, your arm goes this way and then you do this and yeah, your that's, eyes close. That's my posture. Like, like I'm trying to find you. Holy yeah. Spirit. Where did you go? <laughs> and, um, but I never forget y'all when y'all hit God of revival and the Lord, like when y'all hit God of revival and I've asked God, like I'm, so I'm going to tell y'all what 
I haven't told you all this, but but when you said it, it made me think about it because I've had a lot of talks with God about this birthday thing. But when we went in Psalm 3, God Revival, all of a sudden I felt like, the only way I know to describe it, almost like a, all of a sudden I'd, I'd stepped into a creek that was flowing with cool water and it kind of flowed. It was just above my ankles. It just flowed across the, the front. Yeah. And, and I remember thinking, oh, God just showed up because it changed, yeah. like everything changed for me in that moment. Yeah. And and so then I felt like God, you know, gave me the word. So I came up and you're, the whole atmosphere of the room changed. And then God was just meeting people and refreshing people. And and it was it was this incredible moment. But I knew and we all knew. I mean, instinctively, like you said, OK, how does this translate to Sunday? And then when we go back to pathway, how does this translate? Yeah. But I remember asking God, I'm like, God, I don't understand. Yeah. Like, why was it like, because the Sunday before at Pathway had not been that dry as that first two songs, no. you know, no. and we were not as confused as we were in that moment. Yes. And I felt like the Holy Spirit said, I, I pulled back. So I, when I showed up, you knew it was me. I wanted it to be distinctly different and more pronounced. And the reason was, and this is what he said, because I wanted you to know what it was like without it mm-hmm. and what it was like with me. Wow. And I want you to make me the center yeah. so yeah. That, that it's always about me. And I feel like that's what's been happening in worship. Unfortunately, and I, 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 I know, like, I wasn't thinking about talking about this, but unfortunately in church, by and large, we church kind of migrated towards seeker-friendly. And, you know, the church kind of swings we typically swing like a pendulum, like we're over here and then we're over here. It's kind of like people, we don't talk about the Holy Spirit or we get tambourines and strainers and banners and run around and act really crazy. <laughs> and I'm I, I'm not judging either, but I'm just right. saying we've yeah. seen those swings. You know, either we believe in the healing or we don't believe in the healing. You know, it's like, it's like we, it's hard sometimes for the church to find the middle. And I feel like when when the kind of what, what people called the seeker-friendly movement, which was really like Rick Warren's church and Bill Hybels church and some of these churches that focused more on having an experience that an, a lost person could connect with. Well, that needed to happen. Yeah. But then if we just keep swinging that way, and here's where I felt like we got in worship, not, not judging anybody, but I just feel like across the board, worship has more become about what songs we sing and what we, how we want to worship right. and what we want to sing than it has been maybe sometimes about the one we're worshiping. I don't mean that as a criticism. I'm just trying to speak my heart. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like in this moment, it was like, okay, God is not here. Okay, God is here. And I think we've had words like what you said. It was like all of a sudden God opened a door. Mm-hmm. And I think for, for us, we're like, we don't want to do this without God. Yeah. So we will just change everything to where he gets to be the center because we remember those first two songs of the birthday. We don't want that. (laughs) And so, so, but we liked when he showed up. And so if it means we scrap our agenda or we don't necessarily do a plan or the service is a little bit longer, we just want him to be there. And I think most of our people are catching that. And I think God's teaching us how to worship like heaven worships instead of worshiping like earth worships. And worship is worship, but there's a worship in heaven that is throne room worship. And and when we worship that way, the Holy Spirit gets to be the center. And when he gets to be in charge, he gets to be the center. I think that's why we're seeing the miracles and things that we, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I said this the other day, but it's true. 
I said, um, uh, we've seen more miracles accidentally <laughs> in, in the last few weeks yeah. than we've seen in the first seven years or eight years or whatever on purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think it's because w- what we said is, hey, we know what this is like without God mm-hmm. because we felt that and we know what it is with him. Yeah. And and that's where we said, you know, hey, this is, in, a, in a sense is a revival of sorts and we don't we don't want to mess it up mm-hmm. yeah. you know and i mean and it's produced stories like you were sharing a story of one of our students yeah it's incredible um you know because if you look at revival over the course of history a lot of times it's it starts with younger people absolutely and you know when our church started shifting into you know really focusing on the, the holy spirit really mm-hmm. focusing on seeking god and making sure he's first i got to thinking man i just lost all of my seniors all of my older crew and students have pretty right. much left and I'm starting over with a very young, a, a very young student ministry. Right. And we only had a few, a few older students. So I had, had a couple come up to me. It was a, uh, a young man, a young girl. And then there was a few other, and they were, they were looking at joining my student leadership crew, um, which is where they work. They work, mm-hmm. they're there every single Sunday. They're there every single Wednesday. They have to ask me for time off. Um, they're coming and they're serving the church. And this year, I wasn't sure if I was even going to be able to have one because we didn't have enough people signing up for it. And I had one specific young lady and I talked to her. I said, hey, can I can I mention your name? And she was just like, uh, yeah. Um, and I told her, I gave her a book. Her name's Patty. I gave her a book and I said, okay, I want you to read this. I want you to come back to me. And she said, okay. And the 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 like how fast she read that book and came back and was telling me about it. I was like, okay, you are you are wanting more. Mm-hmm. You are seeking something different. So then she's like, now what can I do? I'm like, oh, well now let's get you not only serving on Wednesdays, but let's get you serving on Sundays. So she starts serving on Sundays. She's in production. She's at the door. And then she's like, okay, now what? Like she has this fire inside of her. I'm like. This is this is what sparks revival in the church when you have young people that are so hungry. She came up and she signed up for our very um, very first discipleship program. She said, "Hey, um, I, I can't come to students on Wednesday nights because that's when they're doing discipleship. Are you okay with that?" I said, "Absolutely. Go and go and grow. Go go grow. You know, deeper with God." And and she comes back and every single Wednesday night after that class, she'd come back and hang out with students and she'd tell us how much she was learning and. I went and had a question. I went and had a conversation with her one day and I said, Hey, Patty, how do you like it? She said, I'm the youngest person there. I'm like, I was like, how do you, how do you feel about that? She said, it's so cool. She said, it's so cool because I feel like I'm learning so much from older people that are willing to speak in my life. And I think when we can have more students that are, that are on fire like that and more of an older generation ready to pour into the younger students, Mm -hmm. I think that will just continue to see the miracles that God has in store yeah. and revival, not just being an event, right. but being a lifestyle yeah. of pathway moving forward. And not just in our main Sunday services, yeah. but in pathway kids, mm-hmm. pathway students, pathway yeah. young adults, yeah. even so much so that there have been several Wednesday nights over the course of the past couple months where I didn't even get to preach. Yeah. Just there was a move of God where worship continued. Right. Like we worshiped and I would get up and I'd be like, man, I can't. 
I can't preach because you're doing more right now right. than what I could through through anything that you have yeah. prepared in my heart. Yeah. yeah. So we would worship and our students would worship. So this is something that that I think the church needs to know. It's not just something that you get to see on Sundays. Right. But it's something that we're experiencing on, on Wednesday nights. Mm-hmm. It's something that we're going to continue to experience on Thursdays with our young yeah. adults. Like yeah. God is doing something across the board through our church. And I, I just wanted you guys to know that, that God is moving yeah. Not just in one, you know, or two Sunday services, but he's moving in our entire church with all of our people. Well, and you said something that was so key. And, and my kids come home from students and I, I um, and so I hear about the like, God, God was moving. Dad, Pastor Dove didn't even preach. you know. And, <laughs> and I, but I love to hear that because one of the things we talked about in our pastor retreat is if 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 we don't help lead whatever God's doing in a way that it affects all the generations. Mm -hmm. And it just, we don't want it to be a Sunday morning feel good. Right. Like Mm -hmm. we want it to be impactful across the generations, but just like Patty's story where it transforms people into true disciples of Jesus. Yeah. And, um, but, but you were talking about that lifestyle Mm -hmm. and I think that's such a key thing that, that, yeah, we're so excited that God's moving on the weekends, but like Patty's story, Mm -hmm. Um, what we really want to see is life transformation. Yes. And we don't ever want to just see a, Hey, we, we come get our spiritual fix or whatever, you know, but no, we want, we want this, what God's doing to translate and for people to take it home with them. Yeah. Yeah. Like take, take it home with you from like, if you have a, a testimony encounter, God, I was thinking about all the different miracles that we've seen, but I mean, we've seen God heal shoulders, and I don't know, y'all can help me. Bone like grafts, yeah. bone grafts, bone <laughs> came back to to life again. Torn rotator, cuff. torn rotator cuffs, yeah. like uh, PTSD. Oh, yeah, we've had several yeah. several testimonies of PTSD. Um, and 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 I don't know if y'all. I mean, I know there's more. We don't. This was not scripted, so we don't have a list here, but. But we sing God heal backs and um, feet, ankles. Yeah, feet, yeah. ankles yep. healed from accidents, mm-hmm. um, yep. nerve damage. That was mm-hmm. another one. I mean, so we, but, and, and that's as wonderful that is. And we don't want to see an end to that. Like right. we want God to continue to heal people. Um, but also we want it to translate into yeah. to true discipleship. Um, as we look to, as we look to, 2022 we'll just kind of go around yeah. the i'll say around the horn here but and and uh we'll start J- jada we'll start with you pastor Doug. Yeah. um but just tell us kind of what you're feeling expecting sensing you know we'll just all kind of sound off on that yeah i was it's crazy um if you walk into my office right now you'll see Obviously, I have it where a toddler has been coloring on my windows. Oh. <laughs> um, but there's also a word that I walked in the other day and I was praying and I just I had to write it on the window. So yeah. the first thing you see when you walk in, I was praying. I was like, God, what, what do you want? He said, more. I was yeah. like, okay, what does what more mean? Um, he said, I, I want more of you. I'm like, okay, okay, more of me. And he said, but through more of, of, of me, he was going to do more through me. Mm-hmm. So how I started looking at it, I was like, okay, I need to give more of myself to him. Yeah. But through that, he wants to do more through me. Yeah. He wants to do more through my ministry, more through um, students. He wants to do more through young adults, more through where God is taking mm-hmm. this church. And it was just across the board. I was like, more, more. I'm hungry. I want to eat more. I want to, you know, all these different things. And I'm, I'm like, man, God, this more. 
So I want more of you. You want more of me. You're going to do more. We're going to see more. We're going to see more miracles. Mm -hmm. So that's where I'm at. That's that's a good word. Pastor Jessica, what do you think? Um, So I keep hearing and seeing everywhere the words for such a time as this Mm -hmm. which comes from the story of esther you know we see that Mm -hmm. everywhere and it's one of those christianese phrases we you know use a lot but you know i've been in pathway for a long time and i've seen the highs and i've seen the lows but more than ever i feel like now is the time yeah this is where we're going to see the promises fulfilled. Yeah. This is where we're going to see the words that have been spoken. They're going to play out. Yeah. This is where we're going to reap the harvest. We're going right. to see revival. And I feel like all the things that we've prayed for and longed for over the years, we're going to see those things yeah. happen. I feel it stronger than I ever have before. Yeah. Yeah. And so I believe now is the time. Now yeah. is the no, time. I think that's, so, that's a uh, I'm with you on that. That's a yeah. great, great word. Bashkan, what do you think? Man, um, I think the next thing we're going to start seeing is the the hearts of our people begin to change towards each other. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think love for one another is going to slowly begin to increase. Um, I say slowly. I just I think that's going to be the the next thing. I think as a church, like overall, we get so fixated on all the things that mm-hmm. we have to do, we mm-hmm. overlook the people. Um, and on the other side of it, I think that the people get so um, concerned about, I think it's it's twofold. It's on the ministry. It's on both sides of the ministry, you know. And I just, I really believe that hearts are being this often towards each mm-hmm. other and that just love for each other is going to begin to increase. Yeah. I think that's, you know, I mean, it just goes back to, I mean, it's, it's the Bible, but, yeah. you know, I mean, it's the words of Jesus. They're, they'll know you by your love for each other. Mm-hmm. And I just, and, and I really think that's always, the Holy Spirit pours love in our hearts. I think mm-hmm. it's always a, a sign when the Holy Spirit really starts moving. I agree. I think he softens our hearts towards humanity, but definitely towards each other. Yeah. And it becomes such an incredible testimony. So mm-hmm. it's, it's good word. Pastor Mark. So <clears throat> I want to make a statement and then I'll give you my word. Okay, that's good. <laughs> Take your time and work it out. Because I was hearing something as we were talking from the Holy Spirit. I really feel like, because I think you said it too, but it it connected for me. Part of what this past season has been Mm -hmm. is God teaching us, teaching us how to pray, how Mm -hmm. to go into spiritual battle, Mm -hmm. how to worship Mm -hmm. and, you know, how to, to look to him Mm -hmm. as the primary instead of rely on what we know or what we've experienced, you know, et cetera. But the word that, that kind of comes off of that for me that we've talked about actually at the elders retreat and the pastors mm-hmm. retreat that I'm, it's firmly rooted in my heart for pathway is the word pioneer. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things we talked about, you know, that, that God connected the dot for me. And we talked about the elders retreat. It was so clear to me. God showed us, you know, showed us that I called pathway to be a pioneer from the beginning mm-hmm. and it's in our founding scripture isaiah 41 19 is that the right did i get it right yes mm-hmm. pathways through the wilderness mm-hmm. and i think what we're gonna you know, continue to do we're talking all these themes that are kind of converging is the surrender mm-hmm. and the open-handedness and the, the seeking after mm-hmm. what god wants to do pioneering is never easy because you have to go first. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's not an exact science and there's not a clear idea of what's going to be required ahead for the journey, but the, 
the clear call of God for, for us, I feel like, and all this seems to kind of bear testimony to, <laughs> is as long as we keep trusting him and using him as the mm-hmm. compass, um, he's going to take us to places we never dreamed of. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's going to require is it's the more of us. Yeah. It's the surrender, yeah. the constant, it's the humility yeah. to keep your hands open and not try mm-hmm. to act like you got it figured yeah. out, but to keep, stay in the pioneering spirit. Yeah. Right. No, I, I, yeah, I agree. I think, you know, God spoke to me about, and I call it the two questions of revival and I may preach on it at some point, but it's the question of how much do you want and how much will you give, which essentially takes us back to where J-Dub, you know, started. But I think, I think with God, I think he, God never says no to revival. That is one prayer. Like a move of God is one prayer he will always answer. Where, where it usually breaks down is on man's side of the equation. Either we we get content, we get satisfied, or there's divisions or strife. You know, unity becomes an issue, something like that. And those things, you know, take us away from. And it's like I was telling you guys um, at staff prayer where I was saying, hey, you know, I think for me, where we're all at is like, God, whatever we need to do to not be in the way, but whatever we need to do to keep this going. And and God really took me to Leviticus where the priests keep the fire going. Mm-hmm. Like they, they don't, they're only, you know, we can't control fire. Yeah. We can't control when God moves and how God moves, really. Mm-hmm. We can't control who shows up and whether they participate or whether they stand back, you know, but what we can control is like the priest, we can put fuel on the altar mm-hmm. and fire always falls on sacrifice. And I just feel like what the Holy Spirit's been speaking to me, you know, that I think just, you know, really is so congruent and fits so well with everything that you guys are saying is that he wants to do more. Like I expect mm-hmm. this to go to a new level. Mm-hmm. Like we're not going to be sad. Let's not be content with good services and, mm-hmm. and some miracles and healings. Those are great, but there is more. Back to that word, Jada. There, there's more, and I really think what Pastor Mark was saying about being a pioneer—that really, it's so. I felt that you know, it so much just a confirmation to me because I'm like, yeah, there is something in this season in church life. There's something God wants to do that's different, yeah. and and not judging anybody else or what they're doing, but God has, as you said, opened a door for us. And to me, I want to keep going through that door. So yes, Lord, I will give you more of me because I want more of you, you know? And so I will keep myself on the altar Mm -hmm. as the fuel and, um, you know, I think so many times people, they think about salvation in terms of death and th- we do die to ourselves, but they're like, yeah, I want to be saved. So when I die, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and it's like, we trust God in our death, but not in our life. Like God doesn't want you to die for him. He wants you to live for him. Right. And we live as sacrifices on the altar. And I think, by the way, that's, I think God to, to sum up what everybody's saying here, God has opened a door for us and, um, there's some incredible things God wants to do, and we are just barely getting started, mm-hmm. even seeing what God wants to do. Yeah. And really, my plea to you as a church is, hey, join us. Yeah. Like, get on board, pray with us, worship with us, uh, take it home to your homes, and trust God in new ways. Because I do think 2022 is going to be a powerful year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're, we're, we're getting started back building the building. And hopefully God's going to provide supernaturally. And I just hope that goes so quickly because yeah. we need it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think God has some incredible things 
um, just as we keep ourselves in position, really, mm-hmm. to receive and mm-hmm. and to be um, surrendered to mm-hmm. Him. And so, um, hey, I want to I want to thank you so much for for joining us. And we hope you had a very Merry Christmas yesterday. We're still wishing you Merry Christmas and happy holidays and all the stuff. Um, And uh, thank you for joining us. And and I just pray this is encouraging. But I also pray that as we were talking, the Holy Spirit was speaking to you and encouraging you. And I really just pray that God's as he's working in all of us, really, honestly, that he's working in you as well. And I do want to invite you had praise party coming up in a few days and so join us for praise party on the 31st i'm i really anticipate god's going to move powerfully and i can't wait to see uh what happens there and then as we step into this new year and so man we love you pathway family we believe in you you are amazing we would never want to do life ministry any of this without you we're just so grateful for you and i just want to pray over you we want to pray over you as we as we conclude this this experience. Um, and so, Father, I thank you so much. God, honestly, we're just, we're humbled and grateful that with all of our issues as humans, yet God, you you crown us with glory and you you cover us with glory and you fill us with your spirit. And, and then God, you work in our lives and you work through our lives. And God, you have a hope and a future and you have good things and you love us. And God, I thank you so much for our church and for our church family and for everything that you've done through this year and how faithful you have been. Um, and God, we we just put our trust again in you today. And God, we do as, as a church, God, we say we want the more of God. Yes. We want the more of God. God, you have your way. As we've said, rearrange the furniture. It's your house. You do what you want to do. But God, we want to see you do more than we could ask or think according to the power that works in us. And so we want to live in that place of surrender. We pray, God, a blessing today over over all of our Pathway family, a blessing of health, of peace, of prosperity. God, that they would just experience your joy and your grace in, in new ways. Lord, we are grateful for them, for their faithfulness, for their sacrifice, for the way they serve, for the way they are surrendered, for the way they follow you. So God, we just pray increased blessings on them, their lives, their families, protection, and, and every grace, Lord, that comes from you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Hey, God bless you, Pathway. We love you. We will see you at Praise Party, or we'll see you this weekend. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. It was great to spend some time with you.